Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm Christy Hemingway, host of Ed Curation, a part of the Education Podcast Network just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey friend, I want to let you know about a brand new free workshop that I am so excited about called How to Design Curriculum for Your Elementary Music Classroom, Five Easy Ways to Simplify Lesson Planning. This free workshop will happen live at various dates and times throughout the year, but the first one is coming up within the next few weeks. So sign up so you'll be notified when the workshop is. And you can go to subscribepage.com forward slash curriculum design workshop or simply click on the link in the show notes. In this workshop, we'll go over starting with the end in mind, knowing your desired results for yourself and students, planning assessment before mapping out the lessons and having a system in place. When you come to this workshop, I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling with weekly lesson planning, feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, knowing how to plan relevant lessons, to knowing how and what to plan each week by adding systems and a proven framework to your planning. So to sign up, once again, the link is subscribepage.com forward slash curriculum design workshop. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing well. Today, I'm going to talk about using concept-based teaching in the music room. Every grade level that comes into the music room has a different set of concepts you need to cover. You are very well aware of that. It's the how to do it part that can get a bit confusing. When you use concept-based teaching in the music room, you're going to notice how much more efficient and effective lesson planning becomes because instead of wondering what to teach and when, you know that you're focusing on the concepts and are checking for student understanding. There is, by the way, a blog post that goes with this episode, so make sure you look for that in the show notes. Or you can just simply head to thedomesticmusician.com and go to the blog and you will see it there. Let's talk about concept-based teaching. What exactly is it and how do you use it? I want to share a quick story with you. 
which I think a lot of you can relate to this. Because when I was in college, we were taught how to lesson plan. We all remember those classes where we had to create lesson plans that were about 87 pages long. (laughs) But I was so stressed about knowing what songs and activities to use and didn't really understand how to effectively plan. I started my elementary music teaching career and just kind of hoped for the best when planning each week. My lessons... I mean, I would say they were okay, according to my own standards, but probably if someone else looked at them, they would be like, whoa, Jessica, what are you doing? But I realized I would get towards the end of a nine-week period, and my students seemed to still be kind of lost and weren't really grasping certain concepts the way I thought they should have been at that point. So I kind of had a mindset shift, and I realized I was planning all wrong. I began using concept-based teaching in the music room. And so instead of planning on a whim, I started planning around the concepts I wanted to teach. So what exactly is concept-based teaching? And then we're going to get into how to plan using it. Concept-based teaching is simply allowing your students to have a deeper understanding about a topic taught. So basically, you are, you've heard the word units, you plan units. Concept-based teaching is focusing on the bigger picture, like in a unit, and instead of the smaller picture, like in a single lesson, you're looking broader instead of more inward. So let's talk about how to do it. Planning around the concepts is when you're lesson planning, a lot of times a music teacher will plan for singing or instruments instead of processing what concepts these activities will be covering and the purpose behind doing them. So when I had first started out lesson planning, that is what I did. I would say, okay, we did a lot of singing this week. The following week we'll do instruments. The following week movement. And maybe you're like, Jessica, I've never planned like that. What is wrong with you? Well, then that's great. You are way ahead of the curve and I need to learn from you. But I, this is why my students weren't grasping the concepts because I was literally focusing more on the activities, but not the concepts. So the activities planning for them are important, of course. We talked about that on last week's episode 231. But planning the concepts is the most important part. So when planning around the concepts, if your students are singing in the music room, which we know they do a lot, the concept you might be covering is singing in a round. Of course, there's a million other concepts you can be planning when it comes to singing, but I just chose that one as an example. When you know your students are focusing on round singing or singing in a round, I guess I should say, then you can think through the how. What do I mean by this? Well, here's some questions to consider. Will they be doing this in a center activity? Are students going to be singing with a partner in a small group or as a whole class? Are they singing a familiar song or is it something new? A thought process just like this, it will look different based around what concept you're planning around, but having some kind of thought process involved when it comes to lesson planning is super important. So when you have a thought process like the one I just explained, it should continue when you're planning around every concept for every grade level. There should always be a rhyme to your reason, in other words. So you're not just saying, okay, my students have sang. Well, why are they singing? What is, what is the concept around the singing? Is it melody? 
harmony, singing in rounds, ostinato, whatever it might be. Think through the reason they're singing a particular song or doing a particular activity. I want to talk about giving yourself time. It is so important that with anything in the music room and with anything as a music teacher, give yourself time, give yourself grace, give yourself patience. Rome wasn't built in a day. I used to hate that phrase, but it, it really is a good analogy because when it comes to implementing anything new, whether this is new to you or not, it takes time. You see, maybe most of you see every grade level in the school. And so when you're switching from maybe you're planning the way I had already mentioned, where it is focusing on more of the activities instead of the concepts to more of concept-based teaching, it is going to take you a little bit of time to figure this out. So my biggest piece of advice is to give yourself time. So here are a few different strategies you can try in order to do that. Maybe you want to start by focusing on one grade level at a time. Maybe you want to focus on one concept at a time, or maybe you want to focus on one month at a time. As long as you're giving yourself smaller goals to achieve, and you're going to start feeling successful when you do achieve those smaller goals, then add on a concept, add on a grade level, add on another month. Then you're going to start seeing, okay, I kind of have a handle on how to do this. I am starting to make the shift from just pulling out whatever lesson plan I feel like doing to really focusing on planning towards the concepts. Reframing the way you lesson plan, it just takes consistent effort, as does anything else in the music room. And with anything else in teaching, you already know that you're not going to know how to do something new right away, which I already touched on that. It is so overwhelming when you're a teacher and whether you're a new teacher, you've been teaching 20 years, there is a lot that goes into your teaching life. You already know that. It is not just about showing up each day, pulling into the parking lot, walking in your classroom and teaching. No, there's a lot that is involved. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here. I love how I said that phrase on a music podcast, but you know what I mean? You're So when you're implementing something new, you're already feeling overwhelmed. You're already feeling like I have so many things to focus on in my classroom. So the thought of reframing the way I lesson plan, it is literally causing me a little bit of overwhelm. Well, that's why I told you to focus on those smaller goals first. So you're not feeling unsuccessful when you're breaking it down and giving yourself grace and focusing on little goals, then you will feel more successful when you start tacking on more grade levels or concepts. Just keep trying and figure out a system and an approach that works best for you because you know yourself better than anyone. You know your teaching style better than anyone and you know your students better than anyone. And if this is something you're wanting to learn more about, then definitely come to the workshop I mentioned at the beginning of this episode because I'm going to go into way more detail about what I'm talking about in this episode. So I would love to see you there. And if not, then please let me know if you have any questions and I will be back on here with another episode next week. 
Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.